The Truck and Driver podcast is sponsored by Snap Account, the all-in-one payment solution for truck parking, washing, tolls and more. Well, hello and welcome to the Truck and Driver podcast. I'm Dougie Rankin. And this is Chris Madison, basking, basking, I tell you, in a uh-huh. sun-kissed Bridgewater Cattle Market car park. It must always be like that there. I was there last February with that Renault Range T racing sport and it was a beautiful mm. day. I went out for a run yep. and everything. That's how good it was. Um, yeah, well, I'll be going for a run directly after this. Ah, good stuff. I thought you might be. I will, yeah. What's it like down in Probably. Somerset then? Is spring arrived there? Touch of summer? It's um, ankle deep in tepid rainwater at the minute with evil yeah. clouds. Rather disgraceful wind, and um, let me tell you, let me tell you that um, the weather down in Painton and Torquay this fine afternoon was akin to something that you get on Pennines in February. It was four degrees and absolutely assing them. Oh, for goodness sakes, when does that going to end? English Riviera, um, all, really. Four Look, degrees in May and howling a gale and pouring down which was good for a man in a fridge pushing uh, plant trolleys to back edge not so good for the lad on the forks lifting them down and really not so good for the lads that were taking them inside however they remained cheerful they're the most cheerful people i've ever delivered yeah. to down there at sutton's at uh, yeah. they are genuinely nice folk and they ask you things like have you had a I've, I can't do Devon accents. I'm sorry, everybody. Anyway, <clears throat> I'll go for the uh, default Wurzels number. As he be having a nice run down, uh, things of that nature. And uh, they actually mean it. They care. You know, they actually wait and, and listen to your answer. And I said, yeah, it's not being too bad. Good lad. Good, good. Well, we'll get you turned around as quick as we can, eh? And, uh, nice folk, which is rare. But anyway, yeah. They're always, always happy to be bombarded with... 300,000 chilli plants. Chilli uh, plants? Yeah, you know, you go buy some chilies to put on your windowsill and you pick chilies off all year and all right. burn people's faces off with your homemade curries. Well, that's the sort of thing that we're dealing with here. All yeah. right, I didn't know you could do that. You could you could buy an actual live chilli plant and harvest ah, it. You can potter into your garden centre or B&Q and go buy one for about seven or eight quid and um, yeah, if you nurture it and do a Prince Charles and talk to it and whisper in its ear and stuff, it'll um, throw evil, dangerous little chilies at you periodically. And some of those names on that delivery note were, um, well, they just told you exactly what you needed to know, I think, about what kind of a chili you were dealing with. Oh, go on. Do you, can you remember any? Do you have the no, notes to hand? You, no, he's kept that sheet. I've got the... Uh, I've got the 38 cages bit of it, but he's, uh, he's, he's taking the stock list. But there was like red devils and this and that and worse than that, like thoroughly obnoxious bastard and, you know, yeah. um, incinerate your grandma's ring piece. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, some nasty shit. I think um, perhaps growers have been sued previously by Karens and... Um, and other such limpies who've, who've bought chilies and then burnt the faces off. So, you know, it's like McDonald's have to tell cretins that their coffee is hot. Mm. You know, you know, KP is. nuts have to put may contain nuts on the packets, don't they? Because of the total intellect available to them. Uh, anyway, aye, so chilies, 
you can buy things to hurt your friends. There you go. Yeah, fan of spicy um, food. Is that do you, when you go out for a curry? I'm actually look. It's, it's not that far away now, whereby we can go to a restaurant and have a curry in Scotland. Um, well, properly, Paul not Paul like Paul Sturgeon said. You can go out soon. Apparently, the 24th of May, the restaurants can uh, the pubs are open till half past ten. Uh, can serve alcohol Ooh. till half past ten indoors which I'm not bothered about, but restaurants I'm hopeful for. Um, we're a little bit no, behind no. England and everything, but the vaccine um, things seem to be um, chipping along all right. The infection figures are down. So, yep, I have got a date in the diary to go for dinner um, with some people from work um, at the end of the month, which is um, lovely. Really looking forward to that because I haven't been to a restaurant since like last... Right. December, when we managed to sneak in down in um, Woking just before yeah. the second lockdown. So, I don't know. Aye. Something to look forward to. Aye. From Monday, we can um, hug people. So, um, mm. if you see me about on Monday, you better make a run for it because I'm huggy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm coming for you. So, um, if, you, if, if you're one of these chaps who like to pop up to me in, the, in Leeming Bar and go, hello, chap. Um, is it alright if I take some pictures uh, you're going to get hugged oh yeah so you better bring Come your on. tripod <clears throat> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Mr Cuddles is going to get you No, so we can go to the pub we can go in we don't have to be wet cold we don't have to um, not touch grandma anymore so um, yeah it'd be a bit dull and we can do everything and Boris has said that as long as we all use some British common sense we can uh, probably burn all our masks in June as well, which would be nice because a lot of people have become dependent on masks, I think, all the twitchy th- ones who used to look at the shoes when they talked to you. You're going to see that. That's going to be a thing now from... Yeah, it's going to be a thing from here on in where a lot of people are going to be... They're going to maintain masks, you know, they're going to keep using them because... Uh, well, it's yeah. personal, cho- personal choice if that's what you feel comfortable doing. You will see it a lot in public transport and, and yeah. stuff um but it's, it's yeah a, well, fair in, enough i mean in terms of like work so, and things when a, you, don't, you know he wore a mask uh, didn't he yeah when, when you're having to get out the lorry to walk across a building site to hand somebody a line um when you're having to go and remember to stick the bloody thing on and take it off and everything and they tend to get a bit manky after a while when you've been breathing in and out them and, and things there eh? you wonder what's um kind of uh, what kind of bacteria has accumulated on a mask over the course of the day but um, I I would be glad to see the back of them having to wear them like all the time in places. Eh, that would be mm-hmm. nice. But another step towards um, hard-earned normality because then I'm needing it. Like I'm, um, I finished my Facebook mm-hmm. ex- experiment. Well, I went on I went on hiatus from Facebook um, for a few months just to have a little break because it was all getting. Uh, a little bit uh, much with everything as much to do with that car thing that I'd um, started on YouTube which had got overwhelming um, just because it was so busy and so many people wanting to talk to me I thought I'll just have a little break off Facebook um, and see how I get on with it and it's actually nigh on impossible not to be on there it's such a huge part of life I could maybe get away with it if I wasn't in media but there's so much going on in terms of events and things that are happening that I can't actually do without it. 
Um, there's like loads of road runs and things happening that I need to know about and I've like missed out in the details of because I'm not on there. So yeah, the, the truck and driver page, I've started putting a few things on again and I'll start using my own page again after a bit, of a, a, bit of a break. Did you see what I posted about? Mm. <laughs> where is the bloody book? Um, uh, put, yeah. Put, where is it? I've lost it now. I put a post on Facebook this morning about this book because people send us books to review um, for the magazine. They send us all, all sorts of things to review. You know, I got Euro Truck Simulator, um, which was which was nice. Right, here, here's a book here. Um, but some, yeah, you get a variety of books and a lot of them are like, you know, um, there's one there, Milk Transport, um, a guide to die-cast commercial vehicles, recovery trucks, things, you know, just nice truck subjects. But somebody sent me a, um, a dirty book. <laughs> a dirty book. A dirty book, aye. It's a story based around a truck stop in England in the early 1990s. Well, that would explain something I'll get to in a minute. Uh, and it's just, it's like truck erotica. It's just, it's filth. I was having, I started reading it and then I'd, I'd skimmed through it a bit and it's just full of like shagging. <laughs> it's just, mm-hmm. it's really porny and I'm, I don't know if I can even. I've got, well, you've got porn. I've got Welcome to Devon 2021 edition. Is that a leaflet yeah. that you've grabbed from in there? It's, it's, more, it's more than a leaflet, leaflet this. Mm. This is more than a leaflet. This is 67 pages of information. Yeah. I can go to the South Devon Railway without much bother. Sounds all right to, to me. Seaton, Seaton Wetlands, which might be something to do with your book. Hang on. Um, <laughs> oh, no. No. No, it's not. The River Axe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Devon, Devon will be busy this year. Like that will be. Yeah, hope, well, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna need it. You know the tourism. I really hope that the, yeah. um, it all goes well. But I, if you, in terms of like going on holiday, I would have at peak times. That's gonna Devon Cornwall is gonna be absolutely mobbed. Yeah. It's difficult, isn't it? Because they need you know they need the revenue from tourism, but tourists on the whole are a complete bunch of twats. I mean, we only yeah. get. A fair smattering of tourists in Elmsworth, but we're getting no fun. It's sunny. They all want to come and wonder about and stare at Norabati's mm. back steps and piss about. And, yeah, so it's busy. Mm. And they are a pain in the arse. You know, if, if lads are silaging and, and back lanes are full of dickheads and oh, vans and, you know, go home. Astonished bastards. that there, there would be a tractor on a country lane, you know. So, in the ca- Devon uh, and Cornwall, they must suffer horribly with twats with caravans coming down from Midlands and well, do, you get it in the services down there when you go into the services and you're needing to take a 45 mm. and you can't get parked anywhere because it's full of bloody caravans yeah. um, I've been I've been caught out with that before when, well, a few years ago when I you couldn't get in anywhere and I think I mentioned it before on the podcast but they'll go and park up where the trucks all park get the deck chairs and the table out and sit and have a cup of tea yeah. and they're in the most overwhelming stink of pish you could imagine. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you can't get parked for caravans in parking bays, then it only takes a couple of lads to pull across front and back, doesn't it? Uh, really? Uh, so, I mani- right. managed to get. <laughs> I managed to get squeezed in with that. It was that old Iveco that I had, like the fifty-five plates. It was like Euro three with a side exit exhaust. So just leave it sitting idling for fifteen oh. minutes. Have some of that. Things you remember, <laughs> random, eh? Mm. Oh, side exit Ooh. exhaust. Mm. Oof, oof. 
that's a website you've been on many a time about, isn't it, with the side exit exhaust page. Just one mm. of the ones that, jut, that juts right out the side, sort of like blasting oh, right in the face. It, right out. They'll daft at that, in fact, yeah. The Foden had that as well. Um, that first Felt. Foden that I bought had the uh, side exit uh, dustbin exhaust on it which came as standard right. with a caterpillar. And you never saw them very much on the cats because of the black smoke that would come out. They would tend to always have a stack on them. So that thing must have been really antisocial when it was driving yeah. about like the high... Well, it was up in the highlands of islands and things. So. Is it busy in there tonight? Because when I was uh... in, it was like... It was such... It was, it was huge, the place. You know, you couldn't... You'd be hard pushed to fill the, the car because the car park is part of it as well. Yeah, it's got potential to be busy. And if this wanker parks this little loader with this uh, digger on where he thinks he's going to park there, it means I won't be able to get out in the morning at five o'clock. And it means that he'll be getting up early. And I shall take a picture of this said wanker when he parks up and goes in there. And I shall put right. it on Facebook. What a right. fanny. You've full. Not. Yeah. You'd have he's to put go it across in front of us. Oh. 20 feet in front of us, he's parking up across us. Well, why can't he park it properly using... Like, he's on because a he's a big, fat, idle tosser, and it's going to be more than 20 yards to walk to the uh, kitchen if he uh, parks he in have, row here. Yeah. He must have the skills to do some basic reversing if he's on a low loader. Nobody gives you just hands you the keys to one of those. Well, he's... He's got like a 13 ton excavator on with one chain and a ratchet strap holding it on, so he ain't got many skills, has he? Mm. He's got what? A ratchet strap on an excavator? He's got a ratchet strap of an arm and he's got one chain of a middle at track, and that's your lot. Should you not like, like cross chain those front and back? Not that I know a lot about mm. those. He's got a lot of faith in that dog set. If it if he thinks one dog's going to add it on. But anyway, I'm not getting involved. The fact is that he's going to make me turn my bollocks off in the morning to get out, so he's getting up early. Because that's why God developed arm blasters. But this lad next they... to me, Tanker, he'll not get out for him now. Did he pull his card? Could you see? He's, pi he's pillicking about above his head. If that's where your taco is in a scanner, then yes. I'd uh -huh. say so. Mm. Uh. Good grief. That's mm. not bloody good. Aye, now I'll be curious to see the picture. Yeah, he might end up with some fifth wheel grease all over his door handle. Actually, by morning, I'm not just, uh, I'm not just sure. Hmm. Anyway, there we are. He'll, he'll do what he'll do. Oh. I've got, uh, I've got some blue sky blowing in four seven from across there over NFU office. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Good. Real yeah. bona fide blue sky. It hmm. was an important milestone for you today and your Foden. Indeed. It's been a long time coming. I've been watching clock for years and we did it today. We uh, we got past a million miles. None of this Nancy boy uh, kilometres rubbish. This one, is miles one million kilometres is nothing. That's just standard <laughs> spec. One million miles is uh, much more of an achievement. And to be fair, not a not a vast amount of trucks in the UK these days mm. will actually get to that because by the time they're sort of five years old and got 800 odd thousand on them, they tend to get sacked off to Africa. There's not a huge percentage that go over the million mile mark, Aye. I would say. And she's done that 
on the on one clutch and on first set of injectors and original back end and original gearbox and original calipers. I mean, she's had slider kits in and, you know, what have you, but generally calipers are all factory. Um, she's had engine wise in that time, one rocker that was bollocks because Pelican engineering did a top set years ago and one shift stripped it down on Friday night and another shift put it back together and uh, set it up on mm. Saturday and didn't. And it bounced the rocker. So that's, that's all it's had in engine, I think. We did a fuel pump that it didn't need, as it turned out, that. because it had been misdiagnosed. Yeah, it was uh, a broken wire to a fuel pump relay that was uh, the problem, but let's not scratch that particular wound, because, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and she's had 350,000 miles of wiring, because it's got a daft wiring loom, obviously, and a daft wiring is... It's shite, as everybody knows. So, Scania held that on its merry way by shot blasting it to bits. So, we've replaced most of that. But everything else, apart from paint and stickers and silly white dashboards and what have you, is original. She has been amazing. And if it wasn't for Greta and her mates, I'd keep her forever. Well, it's... Mm. it's a lot to be said for that Cummins engine. I don't think there's any way that Daft's engine would have lasted that amount of time without attention. It would have started drinking oil and yeah. smoking heavily by now. <laughs> That's well, done, it's, it's done well. It's still, not, it's still, you barely got any smoke out of it even now. You know, there's a lot to be said for that. And I put it on Twitter today. Um, I know you're not on Twitter, but I tagged Cummins Incorporated in, in America. And uh, Cummins followed yeah. us back. I, they followed us back. I was like, way. <laughs> Nice one. So that was yeah. good. Maybe, maybe go and um, send them uh, some details of it. See if we can get some freebies from Cummins or something. Maybe get it in. Um... Should be worth a jacket at least. That shouldn't it? Yeah. yeah I hope, hope so. I that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> John Tolley got me some nice freebies from uh, Cummins when I took it to their whatever it was. They that had was a an anniversary. That was how you found it. Yeah. Aye, we went to that and it got me a rather nice set of pens and some other stuff yeah anyway um it um it's an amazing vehicle and it it really just needs another 150 horsepower now so i can um not look like i'm struggling a bit on the hills because i am i i don't know, what, know, I, she, I, don't know um, what, I don't know what you could do to look to and not i'm saying that you're going to go and do it but like hypothetically i don't know what guys in america do with those engines there probably is a huge variety of things that you could source in America to go and like boost the power of that thing up, but it's um, it's getting a hold of, getting hold of mean, them over here. It's an eleven liter, isn't it? You know, it's a little reckon, eleven liter engine. It's, uh, it's a whole five get, liters less capacity than that bloody Scania that's blocking me in. You can't so for, go dragging five hundred horsepower out of eleven liters. I think that you it's probably you savage. probably could, but it'd be a bit cruel to it with a million miles on it. Um, I bet you could do it though. I'm going to jot that mm. down and go for what is it possible to do with a coming? Well, I don't know because ISME just John out of asked interest. the question at Darlington. Mm-hmm. John asked him at Darlington how much tweaking could be done, and they said leave it alone, fool. It's yeah, a, it's a little engine. 
That's what. That's exactly what I got told about the um, caterpillar. The caterpillar engine as well. Uh, it says don't touch it. Um, yeah. Because they could. Uh, there were plenty uh, of mods for yours up to about five ten, weren't there? That wouldn't kill it. You know, when they were new, yeah. you could get five hundred plus out of those cats without causing any stress. Yeah. But well, um, Richard Turner's ERF. When cats are bad enough, mm, yeah, they commit suicide. Yeah, well, Richard Turner's ERF EC12 with a cat in it, he's got a Steinbauer tuning box thing on it, which is designed for a bulldozer, and he reckons the thing pulls like an absolute yeah. train with that on it. But it wouldn't yeah, be something it will. that I would... Yeah. It wasn't something that I would have been tempted to do just because of the age of the vehicle. If it was brand new, then potentially. Mm-hmm. But um, I'd, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. do a bit of looking up on that once deadline's out the way, just to see... Um, if there is anything in America, not worth doing, but you'd you'd probably end up mm-hmm. be needing like a gigantic radiator and a gigantic intercooler, which you're not physically going to have the space for underneath the cab. You know, you would need more height. Um, it's good. She's not. At, she's uh, not getting fiddled with at all. No, she's, um, no, no. It's it's like grandma gets a, a Zimmer frame and then you get her, you know, hooked on whiz. It's 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 not good. You don't do that to grandma. You just you know take her to the park and give her a bun and let her feed ducks and uh, talk about how it were all better in her day. And it, wow, you don't get granny addicted to whiz. It's naughty. So no. let's not even go there. She's <laughs> she's having no tweaking. If uh, if I ever get a chance to go down to John Dolson's in Stoke one weekend, I want him to stick his Insight computer on it and just. Uh, have a look round injectors and make sure everything's tickety boo and uh, you know maybe just tickle my cruise control up a little bit but that's it I don't want any don't want any fiddledge if I want to start going up windy hill at sixty I'll have to go shopping and buy something that'll do it won't I? Hmm. Uh, exactly you're exactly right but but quite why anybody would want to go to Manchester quicker I've no idea as slow as possible to go that way over Pennines and uh, faster coming back east. Mm. No offence, obviously, Lanks. I don't want to. I don't want to take the fun away from your chippy tea on Thursday or whatever. You know, when you're listening to this, I, I love Lancashire. It's it's, it's lovely. <clears throat> yeah. Any? Uh, I've got any truck news. Um, truck news um, is there any truck news uh, well you see the DAF has, um, there's lots of pictures of this DAF which is being um, tested quite extensively um, David Weston got a picture of um, one testing in the UK which was it was a, one with a quite heavy disguise on it, a black one and there's left hand drive ones yeah. which are um, um, which are pretty much you, you can get a decent impression of what the truck's like underneath. It's just all the idiotic comments. It's like, oh, I don't like the look of that. And I'm like, it's in disguise, pal. And the standard issue one for everything, it looks like a Scania. You know, it's, well, I mean, they're mm. both lorries. I think, it'll, I think it'll probably be a great looking thing. And I think it's almost certain that DAF are going to boost the power up. Speaking of boosted engines, I reckon they're going to crank the power up on that MX-13 engine from 530 horsepower because it's well known that the engine can take it and that's what DAF really need some extra grunt. I think that's probably hurting them. That's hurting them sales-wise with the XF because um, the 530 is not known for being a particularly... um, 
was was the word that it, um, it's not known for being particularly powerful, even though it, it does pull well. But that's because of all the software and the long gear ratios in it. Because you tend to think if you're getting a five forty yeah. Volvo or Scania, you're like, "Well, hey, this has got a bit of grunt." And your five thirty DAF, you're like, eh. But I think I think that that truck, but the looks of it is really far on down the line. So it wouldn't surprise me if we saw that um, later on this year, sort of start of twenty twenty one. I would hazard a guess. Um, but that's the next mm-hmm. big one. That's that's the next big one that's going to launch. Um, there's a lot of stuff knocking about about electric trucks. Um, Somebody had sent me a thing all about um, carbon footprint and how you can like plant trees by having a certain kind of fuel card. And I was offered them to come on as a guest on the podcast for that. And I was like, don't think it's really our um, audience, really. Unless he wants to talk about like, um, you know, uh, finding porn in a hedge, you know, maybe. a hedge that has been planted if, uh, on the back of. Um, if he's coming on. Going carbon neutral. Um, <laughs> he's not. So. Booking one of those weekends when I go missing. <laughs> it's not. You know, I get offered podcast guests all the time. Sometimes I get them from, because it's called Truck and Driver, people just look at it in America and think, oh, that's an American thing. So you get occasionally, yeah. well, I'll get something like, is it, we'd like to talk to you from like the International Federation of Freight Forwarders sort of things about... Um, what exciting things going on in our industry and it's American stuff and I should just get them on the show, shouldn't I? I should just get them on and be like, hey, yeah. there, how you doing? I want to talk to you about Kenworths and things like right. that. And, I've just and everybody start- thinks, you know, <laughs> everybody thinks you'll get your guests from back of toilet doors at motorway services, so that's, um, that's something we've learned tonight. Hmm. Oh, I'm trying to think of anything else to do truck news related um, but, 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 no because I've just been through truck scene and everything for the new issue and there's not a lot I mean there's people buying new Mercs and people buying new Volvos and Scanias and things but there's nothing um, yeah. there's, a fit, there's a lot of those 540 well, Scanias hitting the road uh, that's proving to be a popular they're very truck. lucky just, if they can get one they're starting to come through now but I wonder how long they've been in order for no, well, yeah, you people, know, nobody can you, get anything hearing, bloody back uh, end or into next to next spring. Right? There's nothing. People struggling. Um, These must have been ones oh, that were ordered back. I had, you know, I had I had those prices on those Volvos after that 750 came. It's mm. yeah, it's a great price for that 540 spec up to death at 110. Don't matter, mm. can't have one till next year. But you know, <laughs> mm. um, you can't hire anything. There's nothing to hire. There's no, you know, there's no flat trailers or or skellies. Um, Richard Fern tried to hire some skellies to go on one of these NATO missions. No right. can do. There aren't any. No. There's nothing to hire at minute of power where there's absolutely bugger all. So uh, well, if you break it, anything now, you're going to be gardening. Not directly truck related. The Financial Times ran an article um, at the weekend there about the mm. impending truck driver shortage and the, the guy on, who's the big uh, turn, Turners of Soam? That's not what they're called anymore. But one of the mm. bosses from there, they were saying that there's a big problem because of the amount of EU nationals who have gone home from the UK who used to drive trucks. They've left the UK, apparently because of Brexit. Mm. They're going home. Um, I don't, they don't need to because they're automatically um, allowed residency. If they apply for it, they'll get it. Um, but he's saying... Uh, Turner's workforce is apparently 40% Eastern European, which is quoted in the Financial Times. 
and he's saying that, um, and also somebody from the RHA was saying that the driver shortage is going to become so acute in the coming months that it is actually going to start hitting consumers whereby you aren't going to be able to get products on the shelves. And I asked the question on Facebook today, um, just I said, how busy, how bad is it in your sort of area and things? And I know that everywhere about here, everybody's like busy. And if if I like put the word out that I've got a truck yeah. for a week, I will get people saying, oh, can you come and drive for us? And anytime you're available, if you're wanting shifts, just give us a shout because people are generally very busy. But it's not at the point where, I don't know, you're finding it around your neck of the woods where people are suddenly going to get things. I think this driver shortage is still overstated because if it was as bad as they said it was, we'd all do it 20 is. quid an hour. Is, yeah, is that it bad? Is. I don't I don't, oh, the, uh, do, you th- do you think it's I overstated? Don't find it's chronic. I mean, no. oh, yeah, cool. I do definitely. And and as for all the East Europeans have gone home, that's unmitigated bollocks because every other bloke I say, now then, so looks at me gone out because he doesn't know what I'm talking about. Still, so unless I really am more inbred and northern and hill dwelling than I think I am, and it's just people from Norwich that can't understand me, I assume that I'm still going. Now then, chap, to Polish blokes who think I'm mental. So they're everywhere. So it's like, yeah. oh, after Brexit, there'll be nobody to work the land. Well, everywhere we go with this salad to grow us, it's entirely staffed by East European chaps. And they haven't gone home. So that was no, remain yeah. a bullshit, I think. Yeah, I, I, I met lots of... Static um... caravan villages full mm. of European workers still working. And yeah, still I met loads of guys, all the guys, on, yeah, all the guys in the forklifts and, and things when I was out doing, in fact, it was with oh. both the Scania and oh. the Iveco, I met loads of Eastern European guys who are obviously all still here, so I yeah. wonder that's, yeah, you do, I do wonder about that, because the RHA has been banging on for ages about the driver shortage, and I'm just not seeing it, there aren't quite enough drivers Um there's a lot yeah. of people. There's a lot of guys who want experienced drivers, and there's obviously there's a lot of numpties knocking about as well. Yeah. Uh, so I I don't believe that. Yeah. Like you say, I think it's a kind of remainer sort of thing. I mean, I, um, yeah. There's a there's a lot of anger um, on the side of like staunch remainers, whereby they're still furious over Brexit, and th- this anger sort of carries on, and they're looking for like. Um, problems within like everything there's a lot of kind of left-wing people in england who now want like to see scotland go independent to get it right up um england because of that few it's a it's a weird dynamic yeah that's uh, that's that's going on i mean and and i wasn't you know i would have just preferred that it would have been a lot easier for me if we just remained you know that would that would have done me fine but now that we're here we, we need to get on with it and we're not going back but there's there's an awful lot of um, people just determined yeah. to find something anywhere to go and um, uh, go and find problems with it. So it was the same, I think, on Facebook where drivers were people were saying as well, saying it's not that bad, it's not ideals. I'd be curious anybody who's listening to find out, yeah. you know, have you? Is there anybody who's got lorries sitting in a yard whereby there's stuff in a trailer and it can't get moved? You know, it's because oh. I don't. Maybe, um, I mean. You've got all the companies as well that were involved in events and stuff like that, and they've been able to pick up a lot of stuff. If they were, they were able to pick up yeah. a lot of things as well, so they've been able to get kept busy. So nobody needs to be sort of parked mm. up. Mm-hmm. 
No, no, I don't think um, I don't think it's as widespread as they say. But um, uh, I know a couple of local firms that have one or two lads that they need to replace, and they, you know they're struggling to get people yeah. because it, it's you know it's a workers' market for a change rather than an employers' market, and that's it. You know, it, it's cyclical; it goes round and round. You know. Today it's apples, tomorrow it's oranges. It's just how it is. Um, but yeah, as a long term, mm-hmm. as a long term issue, and all this bollocks about you can't attract the youngsters to the industry. Well, I'd say ninety percent of people I mess about with and chat with on Facebook are under twenty five, or at least under thirty, and they're all mad for it. They love it. Um, it's yeah, I don't think, I don't think there's enough. You know, bailing, oh. bailing out. There's certainly not enough. Um, Young people in the industry, but there's there's enough. I had a conversation with um, somebody the other day, um, and it was reference people are struggling to get like garages uh, cannot get technicians, um, be, no. like to get mechanics, and it's because I, I'd read a statistic on Twitter like half of people leaving school now end up to go in and get a degree, and it's like yeah, but how many of those degrees are useless? There's not anywhere near enough put towards getting a trade and learning something. You know, there's not enough saying, yes, if you're leaving school at yeah. 16 to go and work in a garage or something like that, that's every bit as valuable. I mean, as going to university for four Aye. years. There's that, and the guys that are now are fully qualified techs are the guys that will be making the big money. And the pe- people who have got a degree in hospitality management will be the ones that are, or philosophy, that's always a good one, will be the ones that are struggling. There's nowhere near enough... Um, emphasis put on getting people through apprenticeships and getting them into trades and getting them into industries and, yeah. and stuff like that and go, you know there's not and there's also like a, these strange left wing people from down in London and things going about the working class and things like thinking that there's still a load of people in flat caps and things like going down, down the pits and all that and there's not really a sort of working class anymore you know people that are um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that there was people that are in what you would class as a working class have got BMWs and uh, big widescreen televisions and, and Sky TV and all that kind of stuff. It's not. It's Don't not be bringing flat caps TV. into it. Well, well, I know that you are, you are a. You're leaning against an open door. Leaning against. You're leaning against an open door with a Yorkshireman, aren't you? Prattling on about flat well, caps. Well, the, the thing is, as well, now that unfortunately your flat cap has been seized as a fashion accessory due to PK blinders. You know, all, all sorts not of flat folk are, caps. Then, what, what are they? Because you're to, what, your flat, not cap, flat caps. They're, they're like, your flat. Uh, no, they're Baker boy, Baker boy caps. There, with your bloody. Is that not a, a people live in flat bath like to ponce about, and they have pointy shoes on on a weekend, and they um, do. I pointy shoes and a green moleskins and. Yes. Yeah, and they drink IPA ales out of tins like Brood Dog and all that toss. Oh yeah, yep. and they hang about. It's usually a converted Victorian butcher's shop that they've made into a real ale oh, t- piss pot, oh. and all those beardy weirdy types go with the top knots and the and the Baker Boy caps and their uh, extreme tattoos. So don't the- buy into it and never, never belittle the flat cap because. There'll be a, a delegation from Barnsley up we that would, M6 uh, and they'll chin you. We would, we would refer to the flat cap as a bunnet. That's what we'd call it. Would you? A, 
A bonnet, aye. That's, that's uh, what it would um, be called in, in Scotland. Aye. Sounds like a sounds uh, like a rare moorland bird. That uh, I get, I get sturdy bonnet. We we happened we happened upon a breeding pair of bonnet whilst we were out walking our labradoodle. Speaking and showing of showing off our top knots. Yeah. Speaking of brewdog, um, I happened to be in there uh, to pick up a load up at the HQ in Ellen um, a few weeks back, and uh, that was an interesting one because I went and dropped the trailer in the trailer park. Well, I had to go and drive across to the other side oh. to where um, the trailer was to be loaded. And you, what was that? What? You, are you quite finished? I don't know, it just sounded like I'm you're not doing anything. I'm sitting looking. I'm sitting looking gormlessly out the window, listening to you prattling on about Brewdog, looking at a tree. I'm not doing it. I'm not moving. I'm not rustling. I'm not playing with anything. I'm just Wait, sitting. You made a funny noise. I didn't. Right. I don't even have Brewdog. a tin in my hand. If you, anyway, I went into, into Brewdog, and the guy said, there was a guy in front of me oh. with a load of pallets and a tag axle scanner. And um, the guy told him to turn around where the trailers get loaded. And I took a look at it, and I was like, you won't get around there. And the guy that the scanner is like, oh, I'm a bit dubious. I'm a bit not sure about this at all. So he gave it a go and nearly got stuck. So I had to go and watch his back as he reversed back out. I had to reverse back out onto the street. Um, and then I went and did a circuit round and reversed in off the road, which you weren't supposed to do through the no entry bit. And then I watched a guy turn up with a little urban trailer, a two axle, like rear steer job. And he couldn't get turned in there either. And he got himself in a right mess and had to go and back, back out again. So just watch yourself if you're going into Brewdog to load out of there. Because if you're going into the bit with the semi-circle on it to get turned, you will not get turned. But the warehouse staff um, is um, adamant that you will do. So just a tip there if you happen to be in there at all. That old chestnut. Hey, we've had bigger ones than you in here, lad. Uh, I just, okay. Well, you know, when you're doing these mental calculations, you do them like thousands of times a day in a lorry and you drive in somewhere and you'd think, you, you'll know within a second or two, you're like, yes, I will make that. Or, no, I won't. And you know, uh, I was like, very much, yeah. I was like, no chance, absolutely no way am I getting this turned in there. Uh, and it was, I was, oh. I was surprised to see the guy with the little trailer didn't manage it either. Um, so I wonder if they ever have any problems well, with like, getting things he must demolished. Have been a fair, he, he must have been a fair tuppence if he couldn't get round with an urban trailer. This urban trailer that Stuart oh. keeps giving me to go down south with, I could probably I reverse it up and down aisles in Greg's. Oh, I, I took a picture of well, I took a picture of where I was sat at the time, but it didn't really show you. Uh, uh, you couldn't get the the depth of like how tight it was to get turned round. So. Um, I was just waiting mm. for somebody to come out as well and complain that I'd reversed in off the road, but then again, I was like, you can't seriously expect me to do that, but there you go. What if you, which, it's only, what day is it today? It is Tuesday that we are recording this. Uh, what Do you know where you're mm. going to be for the rest of the week? Are you out and about doing the on this kind of work all week? I haven't got a bloody clue. I haven't got a clue. I, um, that's good. That's quite was, good, isn't it? Bit of bit of mix of stuff. What was I doing yeah. yesterday? I had a load of minerals over to somewhere in the arse end of nowhere behind Garstang yesterday, in a odd little place called Pilling, where all the roads seem to be subsiding into dikes. That was nice. Mm. And then I ran up to 
Egger at Hexham to load a load of timber back down for Barton and Umber. That went in eventually you get on, this morning. How'd you get on with that? That's a hell of a place to load out of. Egger's dead right. Let's go in, numbers in, watch the screen, round we go, chuck it on, gone. Because it's a uh, customer collection, so we don't have to bother with this 20 straps nonsense. Oh, that's what that. I was going to say. The, tw- the just... 20 strap things are a bloody yeah. nightmare. Um Right, so that's all right. We just you, pop in a nice that. man, throws it on, and I chuck 10 straps on it, and off we go. So that mm-hmm. got dumped this morning. I bobtailed then and picked this fridge up, loaded it down to Painton. Oh. And tomorrow, I'm running back up, and he says, I'll find you something to run with. So it could be out anywhere. I don't know. Sounds good. Mm. Sounds good. Quite a refreshing. You find the quite refreshing. As refreshing as a fresh. I am. I'm not enjoying the plucked lettuce. Plucked. I'm not, pluck I'm not enjoying some of it, but all the planty stuff is great. I'm, uh, I'm getting some places, and I particularly like sneaking off of that urban trailer because we get to go to some right dog holes. You know, and you think, mm-hmm. shit, I'm not going in there. And then hey, presto, it goes in. And you think that cat had just gone in there, but I can get places with that thing on that you're not going to rigid. It's amazing, and well, as long as you've got. 10 feet in front of you once you're in to straighten that axle you can get back out as well ah they're fantastic things I mean you're you're right enough I mean some of these I've got a lot of respect for the guys who drive these big rigids every day especially when they're like multi-dropping pallets and trying to get things off one ton pallets off bloody tail lifts and things it's that's one of that's one of the hardest Mm. jobs in lorry driving that um, and they're Mm. especially and you get the ones with the big tail swing on them as well um, horrible yeah. things. Give me, a, I, honestly, give me an Arctic with one of those urban trailers on it any day before I'd have one of those uh-huh. big sort of maximum size twenty six tonners. We've got um, Bob. Beach. Yeah, once it's a try them and you. Uh, ah, you've got one of them cheating. Well, Bob Beach is out this week. He's got an MAN eighteen tonner that is out driving for a week doing some stuff for commercial motor um, on the pallets and things. You know, fair play. Yeah. Bob Bob's sixty five now, and he's out. Uh, grafting doing that and I feel quite I feel quite lazy because MAN offered me that truck as well and I was like no chance <laughs> am I going out to do pallets yeah. for a week thanks very much uh, and you know I feel quite, I feel a bit no. lazy about that now but I've got um, I've noticed that Volvo have got a new 8, eight before tipper with a, um, an insulated body on it so I'm quite fancying I might go out and do a week on the tippers um, which will be alright because generally the, for some reason the um, the um, the demonstrator tippers always seem to have these steel muck shifter bodies on it which are no bloody good unless you're muck shifting but none of the tipper guys I know do that so um, oh, I might be, might be out doing a bit of um, tipper work for the first time since 2016 which will be nice they'll eat you for breakfast on tippered game because she'll not wear a vest and rigger boots will you you know, no, like if, it's, if it's on the tar, if it's on the aggregate company stuff, it's orange trousers, long sleeve orange top, hard hat, glasses. You've got to go and wear your bloody gloves to get something signed when you're in the places. It's health and safety. It's just insane. The the muck shifting's different. Yeah, yeah, then you can then you can dress like Simon Forster with your vest and your riggers on oh. and that, and you, you'll be sorted with a high vis vest. And, but, a, and, and a crocodile's it, tooth on a on a bit of leather around your neck, you know. Yeah. Anything to do with tarmac, right. Semex, aggregate industries is just a health and safety fest. So, uh, but 
I quite, I've been I quite eyeballed by it. both Forsters this week. That's the full oh, yeah. house. Uh, yeah, I was spotted by uh, by number one on 42 today, and I was spotted by the other one yesterday up yonder. Grand, I'm coming down A1. Flash, there he is, daft up, giving it some revs. Aye. This is the thing, I'm out the loop because I'm not, Fosters. I've not been on Facebook and things because there's that many people on there that you keep in touch with and all that. So, aye, it's, it really is. Um, uh, you just miss out on them so much when you're, you're not on there in general. So that's nicey sob. I wonder what the so collective name is for a, you know, for, a, for a herd of fosters. A fosters. I wonder if it's like a, a vest, a vest of fosters or a foden of fosters. A right. foden of fosters. Uh, answers on right. a postcard, please, by next week. <laughs> a foden of fosters. Ah, but they're both, both switched teams now. There's a Scania man and a Daft man, so I don't know how we're, how we're fixed with that. Uh, well, Steve, Stephen managed to get the closest thing he possibly could to a Foden with that 16-speed manual Daft. Um, no, I, I, uh, I was surprised when um, Simon went and moved on because um, he's got a, uh, is it a, Volvo, a Volvo or a Scania he's got now. A Volvo. Yeah, I think he's got a Scania, I'm not sure. He's not, is, is I was, he still uh, was going like a... looking at the way when he uh, yeah he messaged me and said just seen you at forty two. Yeah. No, yeah. I think he's got a Volvo now. I don't see anybody usually, but no, you bloody don't. I just happened to be looking. No, I, well, I never see you. That's for sure. But I was just happened to be resting my eyes on A one, and I saw this light. I thought, oh, what's this? And it, it it was indeed a high speed Tipper Foster. So I said, oh, hello, how are you? But I'm crap. If I don't wave at you, it's not because I'm, I'm ignoring you. It's because I'm mostly blind. And <laughs> if you're not uh, on fire or up a banking or uh, hanging over a bridge and that, I'd probably just don't see you because I'm in my own little world. And my world's a funny place to be, so it needs some concentration. doesn't mm. do that. <laughs> Any other I business? I don't most of my plotting and scheming. Any other business? Um, mm. I'm going to get was- sunburn because... Sun's come out and it's reflecting off this bloody dashboard. Mm. Mm. Uh, well, what a job Mr. Steve Twig did of my dashboard. What a job. I don't want him to be overrun by people saying, paint my dashboard, Steve, but tough. Is that uh, is the Picasso of dashboard painted. Well, it's amazing. Your next um, team truck and driver update uh, can be on your latest um, mm. improvements to the Foden, along with your one million mile um, mm. uh, landmark sort of thing. Happy. It was our anniversary present, wasn't it? Really, but but just a bit early. Uh, I've got some door cards now to pick up from uh, Joe Turner. We were about earlier with Cat. Um, he's yep. got me some door cards and bits and pieces so we can get those off to Mr. Twig for him to give him the white treatment. And then it's new seats and flooring and back walls, roof and side walls to sort out. And yeah. You got any dates booked in for a truck show or anything like that yet? You, going any, you got anything lined up? I'm going, I'm going to Devon next month, which Stuart's going to try and... Brilliant, that'd be good. Yeah, Stuart's going to try and get me a load down to Payton with this lot, and then as uh, long as I can find a snuggly place to hide a fridge for the weekend, I'll go to Devon. Um, Brilliant. I'm going to Whitchurch to uh, that... Party on the pitch. Ultimate, ultimate trucks, Shropshire or whatever oh, right. it's called. Ah, that one. 
Um, See, this is a bloody thing about not being on Facebook. I don't know what mm. bloody shows are happening and everything like that. I need to go and get get back in the loop because everything's on there. Uh, so you've Apologies got Devin. Stuart, and I get to not call trucks, but I think it is. Aye. It's basically it's, it's Stuart Naggington's show. It's but it's um yeah it's party on the pitch or has it got a different name now? It's ultimate trucks. I'm sure it's ultimate trucks. Anyway, so going to that, I am not going to Peterborough unless you're going to feed me and uh, cuddle me because um, I just don't like it. But I'll go from first. Um, there's another one. I'm sure there's another one I'm going to that I've said I'll go to, but I am buggered if I remember what it is. Yeah. I'm just having a look. Party on the pitch 2021, first and second of June. Good, that's not far away now. I'm going to go give Convoy another try, despite not liking it much twice I've been, but I'm going to go yeah. give another match Yeah, I didn't like it much last time either. It was a bloody hurricane blowing, but, you know, that was just the weather's Eek. fault. Hopefully it'll be... Hopefully it'll be better this time, you know. Well, I'm going to, um, um, bloody, what's it, convoying the plane at Thruxton uh, on the 3rd and 4th of July, so I'm looking forward to that. But having realised now there is there is actually a party on the pitch, 1st and 2nd of June, so I should probably go to that as well, considering that my diary has um, not very much in it. I'll have to get myself my name down for that. Uh, yes. <coughs> Good Oh, that's um, normality. There's another one. It might be arse end at season, but that's going to be the best weekend yet. That's been mint. Yeah, that would be really good, that actually. Tipex, yep. We've got a driver's day on the Saturday. Um, Should be a a good bash, that aye. We're looking forward to it very much. Um, But aye, let's uh, get this. That's an hour we've done now, so let's get this. um, wrapped up I uh, hope you have a excellent week um, and Thanks. I shall catch up with you again in due course Aye and now I've broken my duck so to speak I might actually give you another uh, page or two now I've um, overcome my oh god do I have to I will oh, that's, that's what I'm like every month <laughs> yeah. Yeah. with an entire magazine <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can imagine. I really can. Anyway, uh, we're good. I've got some beer left. Sun's out, surprisingly, after that storm. And I'm going to go and have a perv next door at Compass Tractors and see if I can stroke some tractors before they uh, front police. Good stuff. All right. Well, thanks very much. And I shall catch up with you again soon. Knee bother, Bonnie Lat. Cool. So bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk, where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.